now tuned in to the Della Fit Podcast. 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health, all in one podcast. All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Daily Fit Podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Daily Life Fit Podcast, 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health all in one podcast. Today, I am joined by two phenomenal guests, uh, and we're going to do a little differently than we ever have done it before, because the subject is not is, is something that needs to be discussed. It's something that we need to make a regular conversation and I'm not just acting as your host today. I'm actually in this conversation and I have a lot of things I want to learn. And I'm hoping that after this uh, this show that you will have learned a lot as well. So I have the privilege of bringing two phenomenal guests. I have with me the author, CEO, and all around boss, I gotta put some respect on her name. Okay, okay. Birdie Lynn. <laughs> I have Dr. Oriaku Cass Osoka. All right. And first of all, this is this is gonna be a, a phenomenal show. Because we're talking about a phenomenal topic, which is how do we deal with being aware of STIs? How do we deal with the fact of um, keeping ourselves safe and if we are come in contact with STIs how do we begin to maintain a normal lifestyle or continue to live with them so uh, first of all for everybody out there this is a conversation that uh, Birdie and I and I'm, I hope I can call you Birdie I hope you don't you, you I don't know if you want me to call you CEO style or anything you know you're a big you know just, just throw a little bit of levity in there. But this is a conversation that I had the privilege of discussing with Birdie. And I want you to start us off in this conversation and why it was so important to you. Because when you began talking about it, you made me say, okay, this is something that we all need to take seriously. So Birdie, you start and, and introduce a little bit about yourself and why this is so important to you. Thank you, Simone. Um, and thank you for having me today. Um, bad hair day and all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know nobody can see me, but um, so I am author of Through the Storm of Early Trauma, Healing and Overcoming. And I share my story of my childhood growing up. Um, I went through um, just a significant amount of adversity um, growing up. And I explained this in my book. And one of the topics that was near and dear to me was something that I dealt with that no one um, really ever knew about until, of course, you, they, they would read my book. Um, I decided to release it because I want to help people who are dealing with um, the situations of um, an STD or an STI. And I'm so glad we have Dr. Ori on. Um, today with us because um, 
there's so much hearsay about both of these and a lot of people didn't even know um, and don't know that there's a difference between the two. Um, and with April being STI, STD Awareness Month, I thought this, this would be perfect to, to talk about it. Um, just quickly with me, um, I do have um, carry an STI uh, HSV2 and I obtained that um, after being um, raped, which I discuss in my book, um, from a childhood um, trusted friend. Um, and he came back and raped me again with um, some, you know, another friend that I knew in the middle of the night. And so dealing with now being raped three times and my parents taking me to the doctor and then, you know, uh, to get me checked out realized that you know the doctor just kind of came in have, we have good news and and then there's bad news good news is you know all of your you, you have um uh stds but all of them are curable but one and that's the bad news and they kind of had this pamphlet there kind of just gave it to my parents and explained what it was and, and and everything like that and then the very next thing i just remember my dad was so angry and he was just like you know no one's ever going to want you um you're never getting married you've ruined the rest of your life you know kind of like type of congratulations attitude and then he drove me down to um my my ex um who at the time was still very much in love with me um i had dumped him after i got raped because i felt like um he didn't like I wasn't, des he didn't deserve me basically, like, or the other way around. I just, he could have so much better. Like I am now, I felt like damaged goods. And he, um, uh, my father forced me to tell him, you know, everything. And, and of course he was disgusted and didn't understand fully, you know, what was going on and why my dad was doing that to me. And I felt just, I was mortified, I was angry. Um, and now I have to live with this for the rest of my life. And I just felt doomed. Um, so I think it's important to talk about it because whether you're a victim of rape, um, and whether you're a victim of molestation, um, and whatever it is that transfers an STI or CD to you, um, I just feel, I feel as though we as a black community need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Ori, um, first of all, I just want to I just want to say this that it takes a lot of strength to do what you do, Birdie. Um, it is not an easy thing to come to grips with any type of trauma. Um, and the, from what you're talking about, that is a that's an immense amount of trauma that you dealt with. So. Um, I applaud you. I applaud you for everything that you are doing. I applaud you for the successes that you have in your life. I applaud you for the fact of you are you use the negatives that have taken place in your life as a source of strength to do the amazing things that you do. And you do some amazing things. And anybody that don't know that about you, they should check out your social media. And you're doing because I'm like this woman worked hard. I'm like it's three in the morning. I don't know how you still up hosting. I don't know how you do. I'm like I'm supposed to be posting. I'm like uh -uh, I'm hiring people to post. Like, this this is ridiculous. Um, Doctor Ori, now 
you're a physician. You work with young people. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before I ask you this question, just give a little bit of information about yourself, uh, so that for the listening audience uh, that are out there. Yeah. So. Um, as Sunmoon mentioned, I am Dr. Oriaku Kasosoka. Um, I currently live in Las Vegas, work for the UNLV School of Medicine, and I'm also a adolescent medicine physician by training um, by way of pediatrics. And I currently um, am running a pediatric residency program. So um, I get to train a lot of people to have these conversations with their um, patients and to educate them further in order to um, hopefully in the end decrease STIs as we move forward. Um, But it's super, you know, I'm excited to just be here and it's awesome to meet Birdie. This is my first time meeting her. Um, So I'm really excited to have this conversation and figure out, you know, how we can continue to educate um, adolescents, particularly in my case, but also just people in general um, about the importance of having these discussions and getting tested. So I, I do want to ask this question. All right. This is the first thing that comes in my head is why in 2021 are we not having these type of conversations? I feel like if we're in the middle, if we can do the amazing things we can do, if we can have autonomous cars being built, why can we not, even though they're not necessarily working, Tesla? Um, <laughs> we can start having the conversation about this why can we not have the conversation about stis stds and making this a standard conversation where it comes to our physical health i i first of all i wouldn't say that we're not having it i think we don't have it enough and i think that it's a hard conversation to have no matter how hard you try or how you want to make it easier even though it's a conversation you should have not only with um, yourself your friends your partners but it's important to know how to have it well because it can really jeopardize someone in the long run if you don't strategically have that conversation and continue to have that conversation so you can get better at having it um but we as physicians i think we need to do our best to educate our patients that are walking through the door and continue to have those conversations how do we tell someone who do we have to tell um when do we have to tell is it something i have to tell so i think all of these are questions that are constantly being you know thought about and constructed and you should be having these conversations with your patients you should be having it as a patient with your doctor to know where how do you take the steps to doing it well so as birdie said prior what what has changed in medicine when it comes to how a doctor starts that conversation because when we listen to her story all right and we and the way that the doctor comes in for me i'm like wow that's that's not the way i think you should approach a situation with a young teen all right what is difference between now and then and how a doctor or physician approaches this type of situation and how they're being trained you know um this is kind of it's kind of an interesting question because i want to say that there shouldn't be a difference right we should have been taught the right way to have the conversation we should have been taught the right words to use but i think especially with Barty's situation there should have been more empathy in that whole situation regardless 
you know, of the fact like um, this is not an easy conversation to have, whether you're a doctor or you're not a doctor, you're a friend, you're a patient. It doesn't matter. This is a hard conversation to have. And in the context of which it occurred for Birdie, it makes it 10 times harder. Um, so I, I am by nature a very empathetic individual. Um, and so I think these for me are the hardest conversations to have because I'm already like deeply um, connected with my patients when I walk in the room and want to have these conversations. So I think it's important. One, you should be talking to the team by themselves. You should be addressing how they feel about it. You should be asking them questions, what they need to know, um, addressing their concerns, because regardless of how the parents feel or what's happening on that end, what you really care about is what is the team going to do when they walk out of here? Are they going to be taking care of themselves? Are they going to be feeling like they're worthless? Do they have someone to connect and talk to to make sure that they're managing and dealing with these things? These are all pieces you should be approaching when you're having this conversation. It's not just like, here's your diagnosis, this is what I can do for you, and then I'll see you next time. You can't do that. Not with a teenager, you'll ruin their life. That moment changes their life. And so you wanna make the best positive impact you can at that moment, um, because you may not ever get a chance again to do it. Yeah, Dr. Ori, you're you're definitely right, because it, it literally did change that moment for me. So, um, you know, I do have to, you know, let you guys know the location, <laughs> which it shouldn't matter, but the location um, of where I received this testing was in Portland, Oregon. And at the time, especially during, um, it was like, what, 2000? Or it just turned the turn of the new millennium. Um, the, there weren't many black people and they they weren't really didn't really care to you know have me there i was in a, a neighborhood um at a, at a hospital there and i say portland but more clearly defined clackamas that they really just didn't care um and so when i when someone's coming around the neighborhood and I see all white people and I see that one black person I'm like, hey, like we know each other forever. <laughs> but that's just kind of how it was then. Um, but it doesn't make it, it didn't make me feel any better and it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't make it right um, the way that they, they treated me when I was in the office, which leads me to um, one thing that, um, that we struggle as a black community um, you know, black healthcare for the black community and what that looks like. Um, are there, and do you see it from your end, uh, you know, people who are um, maybe not getting tested because they say they can't afford it, or maybe there's a lack of education. Um, what do you feel like are some of um, the things that hold us as a black community back from being more educated about the topic and, and getting tested? Um, I definitely think part of it is feeling connected to the people you're going in to see. Um, one of my, you know, key things in life is always to 
impact and change the makeup of um, medicine physicians in our um, system. I think that in a, many places we're serving people of color, the physicians that work in that place should look like and understand and come from that community at the end of the day. Because I think that that will reflect and change the perceptive that the community has and being able to see a patient, I mean, come in to see the doctor or access healthcare. I think it changes it when you're like, I know the doctor I'm walking in to see, she looks like me, she is me. She, she knows and understands what I'm going through. She's not going to treat me differently. And so I think that will change the face of how we see um, medicine in general, if we can get to that space. But also I think it's how we put ourselves out there. Are we telling people that these are the things they should be doing to take care of themselves? And coming from a perspective of safety, not of, um, anger or targeting or um, trying to come from a negative space. We really need to reframe it and say, this is about your health. This is about taking care of yourself. Um, this is about taking care of each other, truthfully, because it's not just a one person um, situation. So I think all of these pieces are key in order for us to kind of make that impact in our community. I have a quick question um, um, for Dr. Ori. And my question is, you said about uh, just taking care of each other and our health in general. Now, you know, that's my thing. All right. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what I'm about. Why is it that it seems in the African Caribbean community, or we'll just say in the, the metropolitan area, like the city, the urban areas, why don't we have the conversations about our health? Why, why don't we have those type of conversations on a regular basis? I think it's, I don't think it's just about us not having it. I think it's knowledge behind it. 
I think that it's fear behind it. I think that um, people have had bad experiences that have led us to get to where we are and we're not having those conversations. I think each of those are playing a, a role in why we're not kind of taking the next steps to do better, taking the next steps to change the way we see things or do things. It's just because there's there's some lack of either resources, access, knowledge behind all of that. I agree. Um, and I'm sorry, Simon, this is like such, this is such a topic and I don't mean to like keep asking questions, but I, I just, I have, um, just on my heart for those who have been a victim of rape for those um you know um because you can get an sti by just on the news last year there was a young girl who was caught by the teacher um uh it was on the the zoom class that they were having and the teacher i don't know if you guys remember the the story but the teachers told everyone for break and he came in and forced her to give oral, oral sex and this had been going on for some time but it was just caught that day and i can only imagine that that little girl just didn't know what to do right and there was this fear of telling but so thank god he was finally caught right, right. but what if that what if he had something and now he's passed it on to her so people who are being molested who are being who are being raped? Um, what do you say to those people? And and when they have to now live with an STD, which was in my case, because now we're talking about my mental health being affected. Now we're talking about me being angry and having to go through life now to you know tell a partner that I'm gonna have to have sex with, or want to have sex with, or want to move on in the relationship. Hey, um, I have, you know, this STI or, and um, it's not as bad as you think when you look at the internet, because you know, everyone goes to the internet and they freak yeah. out. And, you know, you can talk to my doctor, you can talk to your doctor, just get educated on it, but I would love to move forward. And that person's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I've been dealing with. Um, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. It really does um, hurt. I'm trying to hold back tears now, but it hurts. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, your statements and questions are kind of um, two, twofold. One, it, I think early on when they're coming to you, especially in my case as a physician and telling me this story, it's important that um, the first thing you let them know that it's not their fault. Because I think that if you don't address that early on, it's it continues to be that's the thought process they go through, right? And I think that it's encouraging also that they have to get the support, um, they have to deal with the trauma that occurred in order to be able to move forward. Um, and to be kind of, you know, yes, this is something you're going to have to talk about, but empowered to do that is super crucial. And although like, I wanna say I have all these amazing skills to be able to give that to someone, I don't, I work very closely with um, therapists who deal with trauma and um, manage that piece of it for, you know, for my patients so that they can be equipped to be able to move forward and to know that they're worthy, regardless of their situation, regardless of their circumstance, they are worthy. So someone who isn't willing to 
move forward despite this um, this diagnosis or be able to go, they're not worth your time. Truthfully, they never loved you or cared about you to begin with because this one thing shouldn't change their feelings about you. It may yeah. complicate things. Don't get me wrong. It may be a conversation that you have to have, a discussion you have to go forward with, but it shouldn't change their feelings and they should be want to take that journey with you. And so if they don't, that's what I say. Yeah. They're not worth it. Birdie, you were discussing what took place to you at a young age. I, I'm just trying to think, you know, as a teenager, dealing with that. I mean, it's tough enough, you know, it, it's tough enough mm-hmm. going through uh, um, everything that we go through at a young age. It, it, it's, it can be devastating. Yeah. What do we need to do going forward as far as? for ourselves what should we tell ourselves what would you tell a young person you know i know you already said the first thing is it's not their fault but for individuals that like we deal with young people that don't have the support system you know where can they go for that type of support system what type of advice would you say with that so first and foremost i'm a big proponent of therapy I know that in our community, especially the black community, we don't always seek out therapists. We don't always go see a therapist, but there are a lot of great therapists out there and a lot of great black therapists, truthfully, if that is, you know, something that's super crucial for um, you being able to move forward. And a lot of therapists that deal with trauma. And I think it's key that that point is stressed is that the importance of going to see a therapist and why and focusing on someone who can assist and cope you through that trauma because if you don't manage or deal with it it will not get you to where you need to be and second to that if you are a religious person you know taking that on from that perspective too if that is the support that you have utilized in your life previously it's another avenue and way you can get the support that you need i understand that the makeup of everybody's family isn't that which is supportive i get that but we have different avenues we can tackle and utilize and I, I I teach my patients to go and use them. I teach them to find out what are those, you know, coping strategies, what are those mechanisms, who are those people in their life that they feel supported by so that we can continue to have that conversation. And sometimes it's me and they come see me every couple of weeks and we have a full on conversation about how to, you know, help manage them through some of the things that they're dealing with. Now, again, I'm I, I don't pr- presume to take on everybody's task, but I know that I'm willing to do what I have to do to take care of my patients. And so I give them whatever avenue I can provide for them. Even if it's like, hey, I need to jump onto something to occupy my time. I give them resources in the community of activities they can be doing to change up what they're thinking about, change their perspective on life. And so I try to target it in a lot of different ways. So I, you know, that's kind of what I try to do when I'm with each of my patients, but these are some of the avenues that you could tackle and take on. I think we need more doctors like you in the communities that can care. Um, And and I I would say that's one thing, um, you know, it it is hard. Like someone was saying, it's hard to talk about it. It's it's hard to, um, I mean, shout out to my therapist (laughs) over the years that I've I've gone, gone to. And um, you know, I didn't go to them for a long time because I'm like, I'm not crazy, but it's it's not about that. You know, I needed someone to talk it out and to talk to about it because obviously I couldn't talk to anyone else. 
Um, but at the same time, um, it's still, I'm just, you know, going back to my book and going back to what I continue to say in my interviews is you're, you're not alone. Number one, there are millions of people, um, walking around, unfortunately with an STD, mm-hmm. um, or STI that are being treated. Um, it's not a death sentence. If you get it, <clears throat> that's one thing that I had to, um, move past and then the other part of that is um just power this is what powering powering through and leveling up looks like right so it's hard to talk about it but what i did when i i was asking my questions to dr ori and and you know talking to sun moon about this topic um it's something that just needs to happen i just need to get it done because it's going to help somebody so at the end of the day, if it's between your life, um, because an S- STD could turn into that STI, which could turn into AIDS, if we want to go all the way down, because um, you don't know who you're sleeping with and who they've been with. Uh, who is the guy? His name was Char- Charlie Sheen or something like that. He played on Two and a Half Men. He was purposely going around sleeping with women, knowing intentionally that he had AIDS or I'm sorry, HIV. Um, so it's something that you don't know who you're sleeping with. So if it's between you and that, that person have the conversation, get tested. Um, and for anyone else who catches it, you know, uh, you know, and, and has, you know, cause you're a victim of rape or, um, molestation, um, seek counseling, um, and for anybody seek counseling, but definitely for you seek counseling, because I understand um, you're going to go through things that um, I went through and just dealing with that emotionally. But Dr. Ori, like the last question that I had for you, um, <laughs> are the pictures on the internet re- real? Like, so I haven't had, and thank God, because um, they told me I would probably see an outbreak whenever I had my son, right? And I didn't see one, thank God. And I haven't experienced anything. And so I can't speak to what it's like when, you know, a partner were to, you know, say, well, what is it, blah, blah. And I'm like, don't look at the internet. That's all I know. <laughs> Just go see your doctor. Are those pictures real? I mean, what's up with that? I mean, some of them are, they are. Um, sometimes they can be really um, intense and bad, especially from um, an HSV type two standpoint. They can be really bad, blistering, lots of, pain you're really talking about attacking like the nerves down there so very uncomfortable bad burning sensations ulcers you can have all of that but do does everybody have that no and does everybody have symptoms that are visible no um but it is a virus that's constantly shedding you know you can do things to decrease the amount it's shedding by taking certain meds and um especially if you're having very frequent outbreaks there are things you can do to mitigate them. Um, but yes, is it still sitting in your system? Yes, it's still there, you know? Um, and that's why, so just kind of speaking to what you mentioned before, so important to get tested, but also to protect yourself at the end of the day. You know, I know some of us are in, you know, marriage situations. Some of us are in other types of situations where, you know, we built this trust with our partner and this is, you know, what we choose to do um, is have unprotected sex. That's, fine, but 
you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you're not in that type of situation, you need to be protecting yourself. If you're in a situation where um, you're not really sure, you're not 100% confident in that individual, or you really just want to protect you, then use a condom. That's what was that movie Janet Jackson was in? Oh my God, that she, oh, her husband, something about colors in her. Oh, um, ooh, yes, I know what you're her talking about. Her husband was sleeping around on her and she ended up catching. Um, for color girl? Yes, for color, was it for color girls only? But yeah, oh my God, you gotta see that movie. And then there was another movie that dealt with it, Tyler Perry did. It was um, the girl who, it was on like, Oh my God, I can't think of it. But she ended up sleeping with the guy who gave her an STD as well. Um, So, I mean, they are addressing it. It's just not, there's not a lot of conversation and enough, we need to do more. I feel like there's never gonna be enough, right? When we get down to like no one having STDs, that's when it's enough, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, we're not there. So like, and you know, with this pandemic, it's actually increased a little bit. You know, people are, out there, you know, having unprotected sex and not thinking about outcomes. And we need to be considering all of that in this situation, you know, so we need to keep preaching the same message, talking about the same things. So people become comfortable and knowing like, yes, I need to use a condom. Um, Yes, STDs exist. And um, yes, I need to ensure that I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about the situation. Do want to get into this because we're going to try to get into this. uh, briefly, so we had some scenarios for out everyone out there listening. Some <laughs> scenarios that we played for Doctor Ori. Some of them, I was like, "Are you serious? Really? <laughs> for real? No guy sounds like that." <laughs> All right, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, attempt to play one. Uh, we might have to add the audio later for those of you out there so you can hear it a little bit better. But I'm going to try to attempt to play this one. I've got my own dithers or drithers or whatever that word is about <laughs> this. We're going to play this. So let, let's see how this is right here. Hey, Dr. Lee, um, the reason why I wanted to come in today, um, I'm currently sexually active now uh, and things have been great. However, um Yesterday, when I went to the restroom, um, there was a bit of a sensation down there. Uh, do you think she burned me? Mm, I see your concern, Chris. Actually, let's not jump to any conclusions. Um, burning sensation could be anything from a sexually transmitted infection to a urinary tract infection. I think most important is that you did come get checked out and we will go ahead and get you tested. Most things are very curable, and the things that are not are very treatable. So let's not jump to any conclusions, and let's go ahead and get you tested, and we'll get you taken care of. Thank you so much. I didn't know men could get UTIs, but... Absolutely. Not enough people know that because not enough people have the conversation. So maybe you should start that. That's a really good point. Thank you so much. I'll grab a pamphlet on the outside when I leave, but yeah, let's go ahead and get tested. Absolutely. Let's get you started. Okay. I, 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 the only thing I have an issue with is, do you think she burnt me? Really, homie? You'll be surprised, though. They say it. It is not yeah. a joke. They, yeah, say, they, say, it. they say it, but I'm saying, like, dude did the whole thing, like, 
do you think she burnt me? Like, <laughs> they, they do. They really come not? and say exactly that. So, all right. So this this is a, this is something you've heard yes. just in that whole scenario. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Hey, listen. The More than once. More than once. What? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, look, Doctor Orton. You saying it goes down like that? I'm just saying. <laughs> I just had a little, you know, the way it broke down because I'm like, I'm an old school guy. All right. You talk to your doctor a little differently. <laughs> I will I will say this. I do um I appreciate everything that you both are doing for the community as a whole and the work that you're putting in and making this normal. Cause and I will share something because Birdie, I think that you are the, the strength that you have given what you're doing I, I feel like you know i'll share a moment that i've had I've, I've been blessed you know i haven't had anything as far as i know i went to doctors did my test got a score of like you know 73 i was uh -huh. very happy i was like yeah i was like so, hey look hey look that's me that's a passing grade i was happy about that Mm -mm. I was like, I was like, I scored that one. Bingo. I just want everybody to know that that is not how the testing works. You do not get a score. Okay? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all I'm saying is that I, uh, I had a moment and um, I was in a new relationship and I was like, man, you know, everything was going great. Uh, I think I was like in my early 20s. And I was like, man, this is really going great. And one day I went to the bathroom and something didn't look right. And I was like, what's that song? Hell to no, to the no, 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 no. But I had tears coming down my eyelid. I was like, oh, man. So um, I, I was like, wait, let me, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this is a new situation. I don't want to go into this situation and i don't want to hurt her i d i don't want this to be what i hope it's not and you know it was very difficult and i'm, I'm going to tell you this one one of the most difficult situations picking up the phone i picked up that phone three times then i was like wait all right how to how to do this like hey babe mm, no that's not gonna work you can't <laughs> Wait, uh, I you know put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, and until I finally was just like called her up, and I said I gotta talk to you about something. And I just want to say it's normally when you have something that might not be the best to say to somebody that they're extra happy. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like always like you know like, hey babe, what's going on? Hey sweetie, you know I love you. Damn it! <laughs> oh, this is gonna suck. Right, but managed to express to her what I thought it might be. Made a plan, went to the doctors, got tests, came back, all negatives. Brother was happy. Yeah, you know I mean, the dance. I was like, ah, they high fived her when we got home, and everything went well. So, and you used a condom the next time. Oh, definitely. <laughs> The situation was I come to find out is that in, in I have always used protection. Come to find out I allergic to latex. Mm. So like <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> oh man. But I'm just saying to say that, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to bring up, whether 
uh, you know, no matter your gender, it's not easy to bring up. I can only imagine as a teenager what it must be like. So, you know, again, I thank you both for all the work that you're doing, all the work that you're doing and the strength and, and the positivity that you bring. Um, Birdie, is there anything else you want to uh, share, you want to bring to the conversation? Because this is not, I'm not host today. I'm, I'm in the learning. <laughs> I'm in the um, no, I mean, one thing I did want to say is that on college campuses, my son will probably be mortified, so I won't say <laughs> but uh, when I went to go, um, you know, go to see what his dorm room would look like and everything, they have like the pre-college days or what have you um, last summer. Um, I noticed, and so did the other parents, that, that there were condoms in like a little box and it said free condoms. And I was like, are we serious? Like not tissue, not candy, like condoms. And so, and so I was like, at first I was like, how, you know, are they encouraging sex? But, but then I thought about it and I was like, no, this is awesome because you, for anybody who says, oh, I, I you know, can't, can't go get a condom and they want to have sex well the the condoms right there in the hallway so you have like no excuses um you know so i i really appreciated that so if you're in college and your campus dorm has you know free condoms get the free condom protect yourself um so i just had to do a shout out to college students that was it <laughs> Yo, and definitely and i don't know if we'll be able to get into it this uh this show but the thing of using a condom and not using a condom it feels better listen i'm just gonna say it to <laughs> listeners out there on behalf of guys just wear the condom oh, wear the condom wear the condom and you won't be feeling good if you get some so yes <laughs> you wear one and for mm -hmm. any any women out there listening, I'm tell you from it when a guy says that he it's gonna feel so much better. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Tell him to put the condom on. And tell if he tells you he ain't big enough, take that condom and stretch it over your elbow because it goes <laughs> that far. Okay. <laughs> I didn't oh, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> want to let you know it's a lie. <laughs> I didn't expect uh, that one, but okay. Um, and, and you know, I say make sure the condom is new. Like it hasn't been sitting in that wallet forever. Expiration date. <laughs> Check that expiration date. Check the expiration date. And, What's and, that show? That show I learned for the first time. Uh, I think it was called The Game. And they called the girl eggs because she poked the little holes in the condom. They said, check, check the condoms. Make sure they don't have holes. Just put it up to the light. <laughs> Yeah. Guys carry your own that yeah. are <laughs> look don't don't and look y'all know me out there on this show I keep it real don't play with me carry your own stuff mm -hmm. keep it with you check it don't be no lazy bum and I'm calling oh, y'all no. don't be no lazy but no for real because sometimes we need as guys we need to hear it this way don't be lazy <laughs> don't be lazy like that you know if you see, uh, all right, yeah, all right, it's time to change this out. Let me, all right, because you, we tend to let other things rule at times. Like, oh, you know, it'll be all right. You know, pray it up. No, no, 
And in any relationship, it's not just one person's responsibility. It's both people Mm -hmm. who are in the relationship, their responsibility, whether it's a one night stand to someone you've been with for a long time. It is both people's responsibility um, to take care of themselves, to manage, you know, their safety at the end of the day. It's not just about you. It's everybody who comes to the table in that party. Yeah. Even on the wedding night, if you're going to, you know, go without condoms, uh, make sure that you have that last test because, I mean, Lord, I just saw a uh, Instagram video, unfortunately, uh, where the mistress is walking up with a baby, you know, pregnant. Oh, really? You got mental issues today? You get married to someone else? I was like, oh, my God. And then I saw an Instagram, you know, I have squirrel issues. I think these days, I saw, That's I saw another one. Like <laughs> this guy, he was, he was on his stories. He just happened to be putting his business out there. And he was saying how his girl didn't like the fact that she asked him to put on a condom. And he told her it stinks. Condom, the, the, the it's, it stinks when they use condoms. And I was like, and then like, two stories down the road he comes back and i guess she had gave in like two days later because he you know how they have the stories and the different little mm-hmm. and i just kept watching his storyline and she gave in to, and he said what the feeling of what it's like to go raw and i was like dang it no so it was it's just sad <laughs> it's sad it's i i do have to ask this so is it in doctor is it uh uh one gender over another that prefers this that prefers to do it without a kind of i mean it's the man you know <laughs> i don't i don't know um Hater. i want to say it's the male but honestly i have a lot of females who come in and say the same say one more time please <laughs> you say the same thing too and i you know i Hey, I know to A to Z of all the reasons why this is a bad idea and you know I just all I can do is continue to educate and hope that whether you male female whoever you're having sex with you're protecting yourself well and then I also just I think it's more so the male just on my part my opinion is because I can't see a female just wanting to go raw and believing in the pullout method because you, like she can get pregnant. You you trying to have a baby? Like, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm old school, y'all. They <laughs> have it. They they have it. It doesn't matter, you know. Regardless, yeah. regardless of gender or how you identify or who you having sex with, it is important to be safe and yeah. to be protecting yourself. And they all have their own ideas of what safe means, but mm-hmm. we try to educate them appropriately on what that really means. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was in college, they used to say, if you drink Mountain Dew, like three bottles of Mountain Dew, that would keep your, your boys from working down there. I just yeah. saw a lot, of, a lot of dudes drinking Mountain Dew. I'm like, yo, are you serious, homie? Yeah, they say. The men that are out there, oh my goodness, you know. But the most important fact is that millions of people are walking around with STD or STI and they're getting medication for it. I mean, for me, I'm lucky because I don't have to take that medication. Um, I haven't needed it. I heard um, lots of stories of people who don't need it as well. But who knows, like Dr. Ori was saying, it's still in my body Um, and it can 
you know, come out at any time. I don't know the triggers. Um, I just thank God I haven't been through them. Um, but that I feel like, um, and we can talk about this on, on another call, but one of the things that I felt like, and I, oh, I should have brought this up, is that I feel like um, when it comes to when you do go getting tested, especially for HSV2, you cannot, it's not a part of the regular culture sample. You have to ask for it. And if you don't ask for it, they're not going to test for it. And I, I was just like, is that like, is that because FDA or whoever the, the drug administration, is that because it's a whole money thing? Like they they want to keep people on, you know, like why is that? Like, that's crazy to me. Um, it's just because if you're not symptomatic, there mm. may not be any benefit in, no. I guess, quote unquote, you know, no, knowing that piece of it per mm. se. Um, but I think, you know, if you are, you know, having sex and these are concerns that you do have, or you've noticed any kind of like ulcers, these are great reasons. Um, but just because it sits in your system doesn't always mean you're going to have symptoms. And so that's part of, you know, why, and also about frequency, right? Like how common is it in comparison to some of the others, which are a little bit more common or frequent. Um, and so, you know, the CDC puts out like how often or recommends how, you know, when you should be tested and why you should be tested and how frequent you should be tested. And so a lot of um, our recommendations are based off of that. Um, and these are all solely based off of frequency within our community or within society. And so, yeah. we, you know, take all those pieces into consideration. It's not that we don't test for HSV type two in um, particular, but it is that in there's cer certain circumstances where that is a little bit more prevalent, you are definitely going to test for it. Other circumstances where you may, that may not be the first test you, you know, you choose or you um, check for, you base it off of what they're presenting with or symptoms or, you know, reasons behind testing. But if they, if people are walking around like me and I'm not showing symptoms in heaven since I was 17, mm -hmm. um, what how if there's more people like me walking around probably millions like me um how like it, it would seem to me that would be some sort of importance to stress to ask for it at least once a year um if not once every two years or something because you you, you said earlier like it could potentially still be spread because of uh shedding yeah so it can also lay you know dormant too so um okay. it just kind of it kind of depends. You do, you know, if it, it is a virus, so it does shed, um, but it can also be dormant. So if you've never been symptomatic there, you know, it's hard to say like, yes, I should definitely hundred percent test for it. There's about like 12% of the community or in um, society based off of um, information um, that CDC has collected that have HSV type two. So, you know, if we're looking, it's a lot, of course, that's still millions, right? But it's a, a lot less than some of the other STDs that show up. So frequency is all dependent on symptoms that people are presenting with or um, concerns that may be had. So if you're with someone who's ever in their life said, I had an ulcer or I've had something that I wasn't sure what it was, it went away on its own, which is often what happens um, mm -hmm. even without treatment. So you, that might be something you're like, I should just get tested for this. And yes, if you came to me and saw me and you were like, Hey, I, I also wanted to just get tested for HSV. I would talk through what that would mean because what happens if we test for this, you come back and you're like, I'm positive. So now what do I do? And you're freaking out mm -hmm. and 
in reality, you've never had symptoms. So this is a watch and wait type situation, right? This is a different type of discussion to have. So I think it just varies. I'm not saying we shouldn't get tested, but I'm just saying we have to put perspective on the testing. So should they say anything? Because I know a lot of people are like, you didn't even have to say anything if you're not, you know, haven't broken out, but that's not true. I think if you're in a relationship and you're going to go down that path of having um, sex, 100%, you should have those conversations. Everybody should get tested, you know, in that situation to determine everybody's risk so you can make sure everybody's being safe, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you just jump in, you plunge in, and then, you know, let's say you had it and you pass it to someone else, how is that going to make you feel? I mean, do you feel good about that? I would feel horrible. Exactly. So that's why the conversations are so important. Um, yeah. And that's why if it is a concern of, of yours, you should get tested hundred yeah. percent, you know? Um, and I think that, that, that's okay. You know? Um, yeah. And of course, like, you know, with, you know, there's just, there's so many nuances when it comes to the herpes virus specifically and compared to some of the other STDs, but you know, we, there's two types and one of them is you might have oral you know, ulcers and that's the type one, but because of oral sex, could you pass type one to someone via oral sex? A hundred percent. So these are all things we have to consider, you know, consider in these situations when we're talking about testing, taking care of yourself, you know, all of these things, treatment, um, all of these perspectives kind of come into play. And I'm so glad that you um, said that because there's this is these are the topics that I'm hearing just in conversation and that I've had to address and deal with. Um, But just the last thing, and I promise because someone's going to kill me. The last (laughs) thing is chicken pox, which is a form of herpes. Um, We we get the um, MMV or the. What do you call the it? Varicella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so we, we when you have that is a form of that virus. Um, so chicken pox and I think it's shingles. Um, so when you have that form, why is that different? I, I guess um, different from I guess the very what is it called? Very the varicella. Uh huh. So why is that different from like that treatment? different and not affect any other forms of that virus did it kind of did it kind of do like the covid did it just developed a whole n- another strand and they, never found different and they tend to target different cells and so how they you know present themselves is very is very different okay. um and of course like with our vaccine you rarely see chicken pox unless someone doesn't get the vaccine or you might see after the vaccine a a small blurb of it but it's not as um, prevalent as it was prior to you know having the vaccine out there Um, but it's also it's different there's I don't even I mean you know I don't I'm not an infectious disease doctor so I don't speak to um, the makeup of certain things and how they're um, developed and created but I mean to me it's a blessing to even have a vaccine for a virus, right? It's yeah. because they can change and they can um, mutate, mutate into something different, right? Which is why you also have different types of viruses, right? And we were able to kind of target this one and create a vaccine for it, similar to what we've done now with um, COVID and other vac- 
other viruses out there, but nothing, you know, nothing's a hundred percent perfect. Right. We all recognize that and know that. Um, and you know, who knows, maybe someday there'll be a vaccine for herpes. I don't know, you know? Um, but you know, the beauty of it is we do have a way to mitigate the symptoms, treat them and even suppress in some situations. So, um, I think, you know, unfortunately I, I can't speak to all the pieces like that because yeah. I don't want to say something incorrect and then someone comes for my throat later, you know, so <laughs> I, you know, I only speak to things I'm a hundred percent better equipped to talk about. So, um, and someone, I, I zip my mouth. I zip my mouth. So no more questions. I, I was about to say, no, I appreciate that because they coming for you. No, they coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just an author. I was just, you know. <laughs> don't be, you know what? Don't, don't be like you an author now. She's like, I was just sitting there. I was using the benefit of the professional. <laughs> I was asking all them questions. That was there. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank both of our guest today the amazing birdie lynn doctor y'all y'all feel better about that all right but i want to thank you all for being here today so that we could discuss this and begin to hopefully spark the discussion of and make this a normal conversation where it's not so awkward where we're not sitting there like, hey, you know what happened today? <laughs> you know, and, and making it awkward. We And we need to have more conversations like this. I've always felt that if we want to change the world, the first place to change it is with health. Everything we deal with is a health situation, mental, spiritual, no matter what. Because if you are living, you have to be able to have a full, vibrant life. And the only way you can do that is with good health. With that being said, I do want both of my guests to leave your information so that where individuals can uh, email you, or if you have a website, if you have something where somebody can, you know, they might like, I want to ask a question, Bertie, I really appreciate and you gave me the strength to really, you know, do this and move past based on your, uh, your experiences and how you shared or uh, Dr. Osoka, I want to really, you know, ask you this question, or maybe you could point me in the right direction, leave your information. Or, or, or tell us where people can contact you, can uh, basically get in contact with you so that they can ask these questions or, or share this information. You can follow me on Instagram at, um, at Birdie Lynn Kelly, um, or you can find me on BirdieLynnKelly.com. Um, and that's B-Y-R-D-Y-N-N-L-Y-N-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y. And um, you can reach out to me on my contact page or message me on Instagram and um, same handle on Facebook, by the way. Um, and I would be more than happy to point you in the right direction. Um, I have a great team. And so I can point you to those resources and definitely to Dr. Ori. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answers to these questions. <laughs> Dr. Ori, please share your um, information. Yeah, for me, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Cass MD or um, Dr. Cass 2008 on Twitter. The same thing, Dr. Cass 2008. Um, and I have my website. It's all new and improved. So definitely come check it out. Um, it's drcassmd.com. Um, and you're definitely welcome to leave me messages on there. And if you are in the Las Vegas area looking for a teen doc, 
come visit, come hang out with me um, on Facebook too. You can look me up as Las Vegas Teen Doc. So come check me out. Awesome. And I forgot to say, shout, shout out my book. How yeah. can I do that? I'm an author. You, oh my you, God. You ain't shout out your book. You ain't shout out your book. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, okay, please, please, you can get a copy of my book at Through the Storm of Early Trauma, and um, I appreciate your support. If you know when you read it, please leave me a review. I would love that. We have it in paper book, hardback, ebook, and audio. And please, 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 definitely take the time to read the book. She is a brilliant author. She's really good at what she does, and she has a wonderful, energetic heart. Both of these beautiful. Uh, intelligent women do take the time everybody if you're listening use these resources we don't just do this just to do it you know this is not something where it's just like oh you know we felt like just doing it no we do this because we want people to be able to use the resources to help themselves or help others so don't be afraid don't feel awkward go there find the information go to dr Cass's website Go and read Birdie's book. Check these amazing individuals out. Yeah. And send me a message. I have a blog. If you want me to write about something, talk about something, send me some information and I will make sure I do that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Daylight Fit podcast. This was indeed a wonderful episode and we are going to be furthering the conversation. Uh, hopefully, well, actually, by the time you listen to it, because we, re- we pre-record these episodes, you know. So the next one, we will be talking uh, more about the mental aspects of STIs and STDs and how we can go forth and live with these uh, these things that we have to live with in life. You know, some of us have to live with. So with that being said, have a great day. Be happy, be healthy and always be good to yourself. You've been listening to the Delafit podcast. Ta-ta for now.